This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. It is so good to be with you. And today you are in for a big treat. We have Ryan, who is the owner and broker of Spyglass Realty. He started his career in Austin real estate as an investor and then has now grown into a great real estate company, Spyglass Realty. And we are in for a big treat. We're going to be talking about so many things today. We're going to be talking about kind of what's getting in your own way, how to fall in love with the process, what processes you need to do to refocus your energy, exact things that you need to do to get leads right now, and so much more. So please welcome Ryan. Yay. Hey, thank you for uh, having me on and uh, exciting. The, the music got me pumped up and ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about one of the things that we all know is that in this kind of market, um, <clears throat> you know, we're going to be losing some real estate agents and yeah. they are going to be moving to a nine to five job. And, you know, I had someone who had mentioned it, you know, they were like, well, I don't know, you know, I wonder if I'm gonna have to get a nine to five job. And my answer was, if you don't focus on the results and you just focus on the process and pretend like this is a nine to five job and you're actually working those those times and you time blocked, hey, this hour I'm going to do this, this hour I'm going to do this, you're going to make a lot more money than you would at a nine to five job and be a lot happier. Sure. So let's talk about that for a second. And if you had to kind of time block someone's schedule what would you do as far as like, okay, I'd spend this many hours and, you know, these hours doing this, this hours doing that. And what are you doing for lead generation? Yeah. So I actually was in this situation um, in 2014, I believe it was, uh, it was 2014, 2015. I had this, this is before I had a, a big team and whatnot. And I was a top producing agent and um, I kind of took my foot off the gas and I just got, I had a, had a great year that year in the sense that I didn't have to do a lot of lead generation. But when, uh, you know, November came uh, of that year, things started drying up dramatically and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was taking the referrals, uh, but I wasn't making the calls. And so I really had to like dial for dollars to, to, um, I, I thought my, this was going to be the rest of my career. Right. Right. I'd have to, to lead Jen. And I, I took that for granted. And, um, basically what I would do at the time was I would say, I'm going to call up to 70 people a day. I started at, at eight o'clock. Right. And, um, I started at eight because I was, at the time I was doing expired and withdrawns and you wanted to be the first on the phone at, at, at eight, because if you're like eight 30, it was like your number 10 um, uh, person to call. And my goal was um, I'm going to make up to 70 calls that I'm going to, it's going to lead into at least three meaningful conversations uh, that would lead to three appointments that week. So three meaningful conversations that day. 
Um, and so that would, you know, for some days I'd get lucky and it would happen and, you know, by, by 10 o'clock, but most of the time I would just keep doing it until, uh, about noon. So I'd start first with, with the expired and withdrawns. Um, and I do that till about nine and then I'd move to, uh, past clients. Uh, and then I would go to, um, you know, people, uh, that were in my referral network. So just going through there and marking those off, I literally had the little, uh, like, like almost like your, your days in prison, one, two, three, four, five, right. Um, and that's how I would, uh, uh, you know, calculate how many conversations I've had, how many people I've called. And then if I had a great conversation, I'd ping them. Um, and especially if it were like an expired or withdrawn, you know, send them a package, set up an appointment and move going from there. But if I didn't even get, if I got to 70 and did not have too many conversations, which was rare, then I would keep going because at this time I was literally, I had about 60 days where I was going to be completely broke. I love that you said that because, you know, the people that seem like they're the most successful have all had some kind of experience like that, where it was like, if I don't do something in the next 60 days, because not everyone loves to jump on the phones and, and for whatever reason, agents are just not wanting to pick up the phone and make calls anymore. So what would what would you say to an agent that was like, yeah, I just, I'm not really big on making phone calls. Yeah, I, uh, well, first of all, I'd say you're probably in the wrong industry. And what I think people don't realize is that's the work. The work is is not the, the sexiest in, in the world. You know, it's great when you can get into uh, a car with someone and show them, you know, beautiful houses, but that's not the work that, that gets you paid. The work that gets you paid is calling people over and over and over, not over and over again, <laughs> calling over and over again. Okay. And, and making sure that you're, you're talking to the right people. And then in between those calls, you're adding value. We, you're going to try and show them something that no one else is going to show them. You're going to try and send them information that no one else is going to send them. So, you know, if you don't have people to send information to, then you need to make calls until you do. And, the, you know, I think the biggest thing in this business is work ethic. I mean, I've talked to, I'm pretty good in person. I've got charisma. People like me and I, I, I don't have a whole, I don't, I don't run out of things to say, but I can tell you after we've got a hundred and 10 agents right now. And after you can have ones that have the most amount of charisma and then ones that don't have any charisma at all, the difference between who's going to be successful and who's not is going to be work ethic. Mm, I love it. Well, Ryan, I can tell just in a couple minutes of meeting you, I feel like I just fell in love with you right away. Like, <laughs> I like I really like this guy, but I could tell right away, like you do have great work ethic. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes. And, yeah. you know, we have a girl here at our company and, you know, one of the things I said to her today, actually, in fact, I said, the thing I love about you most is your grit. I said, out of anything else, I'm like, I do have some work for you to do. I'd love you to work on this, 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 and this. But there's two things that she really does well. And one of them is her grit. And the second one is taking feedback and, and really being able to self-reflect, not getting defensive and going, okay, you know what? I do need to improve. We all do. Every one of us needs to. So, all right, keep going on this schedule. So nine to five, 
or whatever, eight hours in a, in a day, what, what are you doing? Well, so, you know, like I said, you, you, I reserve, ideally, you only have to do it for, for, for two hours, right? From, from eight to 10. Okay. Um, and then, you know, they say the best time to prospect are eight to 10 and four to six. So um, then now, now I'm coming from the mentality of basically crisis mode, um, where this is where I was, where I was in crisis. And so you have eight, you know, start when expired, start with uh, John, then your your nine to 10 or your, your past clients, whatnot, um, at, from like 10 to, uh, to 12, hopefully you've got some appointments in the afternoon there. Right. Um, but, but if like from 10 to 12, you, you would, you, this is your catch up. This is where you, you, you take your time and say, okay, what kind of content can I put out there? And look, I, I was doing this at the time where, where there wasn't, you know, uh, Instagram, it wasn't, wasn't very readily available. So what that, for me, content back in those days, meant I'm going to do an, an, a newsletter, right? I would do a newsletter on what's going on in the market right now is a prime example of that. You know, the, the interest rates hit over 7%. People want to know what's going on. Sit at your computer, write something down. Okay. And send it out and don't worry about the, everything. Now, this, I'm going back from what I did back in those days. Right now, the best thing to do would be turn on your camera and talk to it and say, here's what's going on. Here's what I'm seeing in the market. You know, uh, interest rates are going above 7%. Talk about what, what's going on in your business. What's going on in here? Uh, I mean, literally. Uh, well, let's do I, some role play. Let, let's just start doing some role play. So I'm going to have you and Heather. We'll put her on the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have you role play with her. And I want you to first start as a buyer's lead that came in on the internet, that she was looking at a property. What would you do with that? Okay. So Heather is looking at a property. Yes. She, she, she's just an internet lead. She filled out some information, went to yes. her website and she's looking at one, two, three B street. Okay. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, uh, is this Heather? Oh, this is she. Yeah, hey, this is Ryan Rodenbeck with Spyglass Realty. I saw you were looking on our site today. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, so are you looking for a home right now? Oh, I I didn't actually realize I even clicked on that. I was just browsing. I saw it pop up and I was just looking at the house. Okay, what are, when are you thinking about making a move? Oh, well... I don't know. I mean, we don't really have any plans. We, you know, whenever I see something that I kind of like and looks, you know, something that I'd be interested in, I, I look at it, but I don't technically have any plans to move. Okay. Well, what what will be your catalyst to move? Like, is it more for, you want to get more room uh, on your place? You want to have a uh, place for your kids? You want to own a home? What would it be? Oh, yeah. I mean, if I found something that maybe had a better floor plan, a little bigger, I would I would do that. Okay. Do you, do you, um, you lease a home right now? Oh, we own. You own. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. and would you need to sell your home to buy it first? Yeah, I, I wouldn't keep it as a, as a rental. I would, I would sell it to buy it gotcha. if it was a primary residence. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so if you saw the home that if, if we were out looking at properties now and you saw a perfect home, would, would you, uh, willing to take the plunge? Yeah, I mean, if it was in my price range, I'm a little worried about interest rates. I've been watching that in the economy. But um, I mean, yeah, if it worked out, I would be willing to look at it at least. 
Sure. Well, here's what I'd say about interest rates. Um, now is one of the better times I've seen as far as prices are concerned uh, in a long time. You know, here in Austin, the market's been really crazy the past three years, and I'm seeing better deals than I have in a while. Um, and if you're looking, you know what's going on in Austin market, we're about three headlines away from another gold rush. So I know you might want to wait, and that, that would be fine. Um, what I would be worried about is uh, when the interest rates go down a, a, a point or two and another Apple moves to Austin, you're going to be competing with all those people. So I would just just kind of gauge that with what would you want to compete with other people at a higher price range or would you want to buy now at a higher interest rate and possibly refinance later? Well, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Um, but yeah, I guess if, if I found something that looked and like I, it might be something that'd be a good fit. I'd be interested in at least seeing it. Sure. So if we're out looking at properties, uh, what do you typically work, what works better for you during the week or the weekend? A weekend would work better for me. Okay. Um, in the morning or in the afternoon? Um, morning. Okay. I saw you registered on one, two, three main street. Um, would you want to see that on Saturday morning? Um, that one was okay. I didn't love it, but I think if I found if you found something that had a bigger floor plan, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that one. Okay. Well, why don't I get some properties ready for you? Uh, there's some that I know, um, and I also have access to off-market properties as well. So um, why don't we plan on um, trying to meet on Saturday, and uh, I'll, I'll show you some properties um, that will work for you, and then we can, if you can budget just a little bit more time, I can give you a couple more properties at a time. Okay, that would be better. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That was great, Ryan. So do you have any kind of one-liners that you say whenever they're kind of giving you an objection? One sure. of the things, one of the things that I use is I say, like, if I was talking to an agent and they're like, I'm really happy where I am, I always say something like, Are you open-minded about your business? That's sure, like, like, like Phil like, Jones. What would be a good line, a couple of one-liners that you say that would be good for, for buyers and sellers? And then we can talk about recruiting as well. Sure. So you, just so you know, that's the first time I've done a role play in a long time. I actually have an amazing sales uh, director that... Um, I literally we're, we're we're putting up a podcast I did with him today about objection handlers. So, um, oh well, maybe we need to have him come on the show. That'd absolutely, be awesome. yeah, no doubt. You um, still did a great job. I appreciate that. Uh, but what he says is, um, you know, I was kind of waiting for her to say, you know, I'm kind of waiting for the market uh, to slow down. I'm so sorry, I got to turn this off. But I, uh, I'm waiting for the market to slow down, and he'll say, well, what what exactly are you waiting for? Um, and then just basically going into the questions, right? And and making sure that they know, I mean, this is something that we talk about all the time. Look, you cannot base your questions or your objection handlers on things that are not true, okay? So we believe that in Austin, Texas, that we are two or three headlines away from another gold rush. So if, we, if you honestly believe that, then ask the questions to lead the consumer to make the right decision. If they don't believe that and they think the market's going to go to 
hell in a handbasket, well, then you're, you're, in a, you're in a losing battle there. You're not going to try and make people do things that they aren't supposed to do, but you need to ask them qualifying questions like, where do you think the market's going to go? What do you think is going to happen next year when interest rates go down 2%? You know, let them answer the questions and then guide them through it that way. Okay, great. Let's talk about some of the things that you, other things that you kind of have. I love that you said from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. you do prospecting and from 4 to 6 p.m. you do prospecting. I think a lot of people would say is 8 a.m. too early to be prospecting you know are they like gosh why are you calling me this early or are most people kind of up and at it by that time i mean all the studies i've read show that they are and then you know not just the study that i've read the the, the research <laughs> the research i've done by actually calling from eight to ten and four to six these are when times when people are more available okay um you know, eight to nine is actually a better time than nine to ten usually because they're on their way to work they're probably in their car um, same thing from five to six. Uh, you know, we didn't invent all this stuff up. I mean, we everything we, we've we've done, everything that you've done has been taken off of research and what other people's done before us. So I wouldn't reinvent the wheel. Just look at what works right now. And I do know that those times work. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Kanzel Realty. One of the other things we give you is revenue share, where you get five levels of money in your downline every time you attract an agent to the company. And guess what? The first three levels open up right away. So let's pretend like you're not a great recruiter, but you bring on a couple people who are heavy hitters. Guess what? You don't have to hire five or 10 agents to open up those tiers. You automatically get those. So that's what makes us very different. This is Kanzel. And so let's talk about someone who they're like, as far as right now, their well is dry. Let's say they're maybe an agent. They've been an agent for a while, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they're completely dried up. So would you say those four hours would be lined up for prospecting? And then what else would they be doing in their, their eight hours to kind of get business lined up for them? Any social media, open houses, what else is in their, their bag of tricks? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One, you know, if, if you're, if you're not at a, at a brokerage or a team that, that provides leads, then you might need to be the, at that. Now this is for talking about for brand new agents or an agent just moved to a different place. Okay. But if you're an agent that, that like I was, that you know your 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 well is dry and you're just trying to drum up business and you've got those resources then you know you you call them up you know do you do an open house on Saturdays and Sundays you have your 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 uh, lead conversion tool with a sign in when they come in right um, the other thing is is doing reels uh, go through a house and and do walkthroughs go on a property tour and do reels um, you know there's so much through like brute force trauma of work ethic, you can get anything done. And, you know, if you want something bad enough, then it will happen. And, and one thing that I know is that from, you know, I'm 47 years old and I really didn't get a work ethic till I was 26, 27. Um, work ethic is not something that you're born with. It's something you learn and you just have to make the decision to do that. Okay, but you could do one single thing, one single thing 
and that will get you business as long as you do that one single thing enough. Now, obviously, I believe that one single thing is to make calls. But if you run out of people to call, then you network, you can door knock. There's so much thing. I'm talking, if you if you look at what would happen if, if you look at the worst thing that would happen in your life, if you were homeless and you didn't have any income, if your kids were going to eat, like you're going to figure that out. Put that mentality on for just a second. Don't go deep into it with, with an astounding amount of fear. But have your mindset of like, I am going to work my way out of this. Mm-hmm. And then it really doesn't matter what the activities are. Okay. Now, for the purpose of this conversation, it does matter because you want people to know what they can do. Right. So, you know, get on a, 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 a podcast or get on a market report and then do a video of what you learned in that market report. Like, I mean, for instance, we just did a, we do a huddle every Tuesday at 1030. And, and I would tell my agents if they needed to do some content, say, hey, we just had our, our, our weekly huddle and here's what we're seeing. Our crew, we had uh, 40 agents on the and we had 19 um, contracts that we put on the market. Uh, we're seeing interest rates over seven. People are getting better uh, deals. More uh, negotiations are happening. Um, we're seeing homes not fly off the market, but we're also seeing a little fear in the market. So anyway, you just kind of regurgitate what you learned in that huddle or that meeting or that podcast and put that as a reel on Facebook. Put that on a reel on Instagram. Put it as a story. Send it as a newsletter. So you're basically suggesting around 70 phone calls a day. Is that kind of the the number that they should be making? If if they have nothing to do and they're not showing property, absolutely. I love now, that. if they, if that, that that's an extreme thing, I think, but um, that's that's where we started a conversation. Someone that's ready to get thinking about getting out of real estate. Well, if you got the work ethic and you want to make money and you want to dig yourself out of the hole. Then you just keep going until you're you're out. Well, and the other thing is, is we have, you know, something we call the pool, like it's like a a lead pool. And we have all these leads um, in certain areas and the statistics, you know, they're different ones, but they say that for a buyer or seller, those are not converting until you touch them around seven to 10 times. And yeah. I've seen some at seven, some to 10. And then the latest stats for a real estate agent, if you're looking to recruit an agent, they're saying that they need 14 touches before they're going to move. So that means a text, a phone call, an email, a Facebook look, you know, all of this 14 touches. What what are the numbers that you're kind of seeing on your end for the buyer and the seller and also for agents? Um, you know, for buyers and sellers, it's it just it can really depend. We just had a conversation about this is that uh, in our huddle is that, you know, statistically speaking, a buyer will drop their realtor within the first seven to 10 days if they don't feel like they're being hugged enough. Right. Um, so I don't really know how what the touches are. It depends on where that lead came in. Right? If it came in from, you know, a, a Facebook uh, uh, lead generation or if it came in for Google PPC um, or if it came in from like Realtor.com or Zillow or one of those, those are further along in the process. Um, you know, the, the PPC uh, is is 
is not as far along and the Facebook one may not even be looking for a house. <laughs> so um, it just depends on that. For real estate agents, uh, what's interesting is, you know, that's that's what I do all day, every day now is I put out content for real estate agents and I call, um, I, I actually call up to seven a day, um, every day from Monday to Friday. And if I miss one day, then I'll do 14 the next day. Um, but you know, for real estate agents, you just got to him at the right moment. And, 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 you know, for recruiting for me is not trying to get them to uh, come over here and hard sell them. It's, it's, it's coaching. Mm. So let's do a role play with Heather real quick. And if you sure. were gonna call her and kind of coach her over to your company, um, go ahead, Heather, and you'll, you'll call her real quick. Okay. Bring it up. Hello. Hey, Heather, this is Ryan Rodenbeck with Spyglass Realty. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Well, um, I saw your numbers recently. It looks like you had a good couple of years and just wanted to uh, introduce myself and let you know if something were to happen to your business, we would like to be thought of as a destination for you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am now. I'm doing really well and my business has been really well. Okay. What do you like about them? Well, I love that. Um, well, I love my broker. They're amazing. And um, I love like I have a really great commission split. And, you know, I've I have my names all over my signs. And, you know, I just everything's really smooth and established and, and working really well. That's great. I'm, I'm very familiar with your your brokerage and I have a lot of high regard for them. And uh, I think they're great. So, again, I'm just introducing myself in case something were to happen down the road. Um, let me ask you, if you were to focus on one activity or one thing to help your business in the next 12 months, what would that be? Um, right now, you know, I've, I've had really great, obviously, um, years. I'm just kind of working on building my pipeline from the business that I've had. So just working on uh, over the next 12 months, I'm going to try to double what I've been doing. So just kind of, you know, figuring out ways to get referrals from who I'm already have I've already closed with. Got it. So you're mining your database and trying to uh, uh, double down on that. Uh -huh. uh, are you doing a, a monthly newsletter? No, I'm so busy. I don't have time. I haven't even thought of that. Okay. Well, you can get people to do it. We do it for our, our brokerage and you know it goes out on behalf of our agents. What about um, any uh, YouTube uh, videos or, or marketing videos? Oh gosh, no, I hate being on video. I don't do any of that. Well, that's completely fine. Um, you can also outsource that. Uh, but what I would recommend is that you either you know, you either make some kind of newsletter or, or have a company do it for us. And just so you know, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time writing. You can just do an image from your board. We basically steal the ones from our board and rebrand them. So I'm just going to kind of basically what happens when she is very, uh, you know, adamant about your about going loving her broker and all that. I am going to move to the second best thing, which is plant the seed, add, add value. And what I would do, I would turn that into a coaching call. And then when I get off the phone, I would probably put uh, bullet points of what I want her to know and what I want her to uh, gain from, from the call. Mm, yeah, that's really good. So let's talk about a few more. I'd love for you to share your screen right now. I know that you do a few things with Instagram reels, and sure. I want you to talk about Facebook retargeting and, and just how much cheaper those ads are um, that you can you can do. 
Sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm on here with the, the emails real quick. So I just yeah, want to show you guys. Yeah. So this is a series that we did, and this is like for 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 recruitment purposes. We started with buyer set buyer expectations. Um, this was an email. And if you are listening to this as a podcast, this would be a good episode for you to watch and you can go to our YouTube channel and find this so that you can watch it as well. So, you know, basically, um, all right, so here, here's all the uh, information right here. Like, so I'm sending this out to my YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel called Realty Hack. Um, and I'll show you this video real quick. So I'm just going to show you one part of it. Basically, what we did was we had a uh, a meeting where we we had setting buyer expectations, setting seller expectations, um, how to list properties in 2022, and we recorded the whole thing. And then we set we put that out into segments of three different emails, which are uh, you know basically the titles of that. And I'll show you. Let's see. So. Uh, and what I when I'm looking at, at agents to call, you know, my open rate uh, is what is it? You know, 57, 52, 54 percent. That's pretty good um, for an open rate. Anywhere thing from two to four percent of clicks is actually not too bad. Uh, but but this is my call list right here. I'm going to call the people that are going to click on that. And I'm going to pretend I, I didn't call. Um, but, you know. Uh, the way to repurpose that content was we had a meeting for our agents and we taught that. And so we cut that into three different videos for it, actually four. Um, there's one that's not showing in here, but this is over 30 days ago. So um, we took that one piece of information and repurposed it for YouTube, our blog, uh, our newsletter. And, um, you know, uh, that's, that's how, how we, we do. And we do the same thing for, uh, you know, stuff for Spyglass Realty, right? We'll do a video of a downtown walkthrough and we put that on YouTube. We have that put onto a blog and then we send that out in the newsletter consumers. So uh, you asked about reels. So, okay, let me just see what I've got here. So I just tested this. I really don't know um, what we had, uh, what the results are. I mean, I literally just went up today. Go ahead and play the actual reel, can you? Okay, yeah. Hold on. I think so. Hmm. Actually, I got it. Yeah, we can. Here we go. Play a couple of the ones that you thought were really a good ones. So, hold on. So this is a loss. So if an agent is getting a lead from six or seven different sources, they don't have to go to each individual CRM to keep track of those leads. Okay. The other thing is BombBomb is integrated within follow-up boss. The reason I like follow-up boss the most is because that's all they so that so basically this is a video of top five tech tools that uh for real estate agents. And yeah. I uh, and I just cut that. Um we're also putting do like a buyer and a seller one. Do one for buyers and one for sellers. No, I don't have one of those. My agents okay. do. So I'll give an example of what we did. Okay. Um, so we put Lauren 
through a uh, a reels training, and it's 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 hit and miss. Or the training's actually great, but but like she only has 466 followers, but using kind of the formula that 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 it was kind of lined up for her. I'll show you the best one she had was this one right here. So just really people love to look at properties. Mm -hmm. So showing them these different properties is, is good. Yeah. And she had, she had you know, over 10,000 views on it. You know, she had people click to, to uh, um, inquire about different properties. She's actually getting leads out of this. Um, you know, I would be really careful with that though. It's like, you know, Instagram can be a, really tricky thing. It can be a distraction. Social media in general can be a distractor, you know, don't let that. And what I mean by that, I think everyone should be doing it. I'm going to stop my share if you don't mind, but um, I think everyone should be doing it, but it, should, it cannot be done in place of the real work. Mm. Okay. The real work is in making the calls. And you can see, this is where we're in or real estate agents get, get trapped in this mentality of like, you know what, I want to be like an Instagram star. I want to do like the fun stuff. Okay. You can do fun stuff like that if you have if you have business, right? Like, you know, Lauren is a brand new agent. She did six million last year, which is um, I'm sorry, six million this year so far is her second year in real estate. And, you know, now she has time to do that. Um, because she's in between showing properties and showing uh, you know, people that she's worked on and dialed for dollars for. Uh, I think that the the mentality of agents is realizing that the main thing that they need to do, that they're distracted from the main thing that they need to do, which is lead gen. This is lead gen, but it's not the most effective lead gen there is. If she had you know, 10,000 uh, uh, followers, then, it, then maybe it would be. But I mean, we have a, an agent with 11, 12,000 followers and she still, you know, call her leads all the time. Yeah, I think I'm hoping that today that people are really hearing what you said from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. You've got to get yourself to where you're in that habit of prospecting during that time, calling old leads. That Those people, there's so many people who are like, you know what, I, I probably need to go ahead and, and buy. And number two is, with agent prospecting, you're looking at 14 touches before yeah. you're possibly going to get someone. And it's just a matter of making the call, making the call and making the call. And if you go, I can't stand making calls, like you said, this may not be the field for you. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you a <laughs> or story. You have to here. Buy, you have to, even if you buy the leads, you still have to call them to convert them and only yeah. contacting them one and a half times is not cutting the mustard. Yeah. Let me tell you a story that kind of emphasizes <laughs> what, what it is. And now like I learned by failure and I think that, that I can teach by failure as well is that, you know, I, I you know who John Sheplak is? Yes. 
Okay. So I did it. I did a, uh, I've worked with him for years, but the first time I worked with him, uh, I did, he's a recruitment coach for those who don't know. He teaches recruitment. He's amazing, but he's very expensive. So I did 12 weeks with him and then, you know, got my brokerage up to like 35 agents. And then, then after 12 weeks, about a year later, I'd only had like five or 10 more agents and uh, maybe even less than that. And he gets on the phone with me. He goes, Ryan, how many calls are you making a day? And I'm like, nah, 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 not enough. <laughs> you know, kind of stumble in my words. He's like, you have the opposite problem than, than most people because you put out more content than anybody I know. But that content's not going to get you anywhere unless you're making the phone calls. And so it's the same thing that I teach my agents. Like, and I know because I failed, right? I've done it. I did, like, I was making calls, but like two or three a week. Now, even as it, you know, now it's gotten easier as we've got 110 agents, we've got producing agents, agents are sharing stuff on Facebook and Instagram. They know who we are. We've got a really cool uh, vibe going on here, but I still have to make the calls because people are going to leave you. Okay. And if you don't make, if someone's not in charge of your uh, recruitment and your brokerage, it's you. Mm, love it. Well, this has been awesome. We will go ahead and put all of your content information, but tell listeners where they can follow you and find you. Sure. On Instagram, it's at Ryan Rodenbeck. That's R-Y-A-N-R-O-D-E-N-B-E-C-K. And then, um, you know, uh, doing a lot of stuff on YouTube, youtube.com slash Realty Hack. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.